Hi, everyone. You're listening to a brand new podcast called Talking Red Devils. I'm the host, Vinayak Palai, and I'm joined by my brother, Vishag. We love Manchester United, and in this podcast, we'll discuss many aspects of the club from a fan perspective. This episode is from July 6th, 2020, two days after the Bournemouth win. Hope you enjoy. So I'm doing well. That's true. They're doing very well. It's a fun yeah. time. It's a fun time indeed. Uh, 16 matches unbeaten. It's longer than the run that Ollie had when he first took the reins from Jose Mourinho. So it's indeed a great time. One of the stats that I am interested in is that this is the third game in a row that we've got the same starting 11. That right. continuity. Right. Have we found uh, has has Ollie found our best eleven? You know, I think it. I think at every position right now, I think every single player is in their form right now. Um, I can't think of a player that's playing poorly. I mean, besides the the slip, some slip ups, right? With with De Gea and Maguire sometimes, or sometimes their defense. But for the most part, every one of our players are in form. But in terms of this being our the best overall eleven, with what we have on our overall team. I think there's a few questions in terms of with Matic, um, you know, he's, he's a bit older. I know we signed that, that three-year contract or that three-year extension for him, right? Um, but I, I think he's a bit older, right? I don't know how long um, or if, if he's a, a long-term solution for our CDM role. And with that being said, I think McTominay has a very similar build. His, his game is honestly pretty similar, uh, just a younger dude. Um, and he's, and we see, we've seen him play really well. A game that comes to mind for me is uh, against Barcelona last year. I think it was the first leg of the Champions League, um, that quarterfinal. He played – he was our best player um, in that game. He played better than Pogba, in my opinion. And I, I'm just thinking that if we can get more consistent play out of him um, – and he has been fairly, fairly solid this year. I'm thinking that he, he can maybe fit in better in that role at CDM. Um, and then – a couple other uh, things is that at center back, I mean, I think Ole is still trying to find the best pairing. Um, I think that's part of the reason, probably his justification for bringing in uh, Eric Bailly in the second half of the Bournemouth game. Um, he's still kind of experimenting, you know. Um, I mean, Lindelof can be solid. But every one of our defenders has some weaknesses, right? So we're just we're still trying to find the best pairing. Juan Zibi still hurt, and obviously Eric Bailly is is um, he hasn't really played a consistent amount of time um, before he's gotten injured, right? So that's still a question, um, in my opinion. What, what do you what do you think about the center back role, um, and who do you think probably? Yeah, best? I I mean you bring up two potential, you know, weaknesses in the in the starting eleven, but you know, I'll start with I'll start with the CB pairing, and then I'll I'll comment on the the McTominay versus versus Matic, uh, that you that you brought up. So with the CB pairing, I, you know, we uh, obviously Lindelof had a knock at the end of that first half against Bournemouth, and we we brought on Bailly, 
And the first few minutes with Bailly and, and McGuire were nerve wracking to say the least, you know, right. your, your heart rate kind of automatically went up. Bournemouth yeah. started off in that second half really, um, really on the front foot and we didn't handle that pressure. Well, um, you know, the penalty, we can debate whether that's a penalty or not. In my opinion, it, it wasn't, but yeah, in the end, very, very awkward play. Um, yeah. And, and you can't, you can't really blame that on, on by, uh, you know, Matic gave him an odd, odd pass that was difficult yeah. to handle. Yeah. And, but before that, leading up to that, there were some, there were definitely some slip ups from both Maguire and, and by where they had opportunities to clear the ball and they didn't. And, and then you can look at that earlier goal, the first goal from Burnmouth where, you know, Maguire got beat, got nutmegged and De Gea got beat on the, the near post, which seems to happen at least once a year um, for yeah, De Gea, that near post goal from that odd angle. Yeah, so I, I, I do think that, you know, we're assigning away from, uh, you know, a center, a center back signing away from being, you know, truly elite back line. Um, and, and I think that our best pairing is De Gea, sorry, is Maguire and Lindelof um, mm-hmm. when healthy. Bailly for me is an entertaining center back. I like his trickery in the box, his footwork and all that. But that's not what you want from a central defender. You want stability. You want consistency. Um, you want a rock. And to me, Bailly isn't yeah. that. And he hasn't shown me anything of recent to suggest that he can be that second center back with Maguire. I, mean, I, think, I think a lot of people look at that game against Chelsea he had earlier in the season. And even though he was chaotic, he had some some dribble moves in the box that were like, whoa, dude, like, what are you doing? And then it worked out, and then everybody was like, oh, my God, you're God. You know what I mean? But, like, at the same time, like, that type of risk, right, it's just unnecessary. Right. From a center back, um, you don't it's chaotic. need – It's chaotic. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't need – you don't need time, that – that, that you, you really don't need that from a center back. And, right. like I said, it's entertaining, but – it's 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 not what you what you want from a confident back back four, right? You want your back four to be safe to make the right passes. You want them to take risks, but you you want most of the risks to be taken by your forward players. You know, I, I definitely want to see Maguire and Lindelof continue to get past the you know multiple lines of defense by dribbling through when they see these open spaces. Um, that definitely creates more for our players, and that's helped with our our forward attack, certainly, in the past few games. I want to continue to see that, but I don't want to see them get fancy in, in our own third. That's unnecessary, and, and Bailly, for me, if, if he can fix that part of his game, then then potentially he can be that guy. But for me, I, I, I think the, the window has passed on Bailly, uh, in my opinion. Which brings me to... Matic, who we thought, you know, a year ago or maybe even several months ago, that the window passed on him. You bring up McTominay being a promising young, you know, central defensive midfielder and being an option over Matic. I really like what I've seen from Matic. He's been one of our better players, actually, in in the starting 11. And I see what your point is with McTominay and and getting McTominay the time and the, the reps to... To, to reach his potential and to grow as a player. But if we're winning games, especially when we're in a, a top four 
chase. I like to see what's working uh, and not try to fix something that's not broken. And for me, the midfield three of Bruno and then Pogba and, and Matic and that dual pivot behind Bruno has just worked extremely well. They cover each other's weaknesses and Matic has been making all the right decisions. He doesn't look like the sluggish uh, midfielder that we saw from several months ago. I think his movement has been very, like, very much improved since last season. It's yeah. actually quite impressive. Um, but I, I do want to see more consistent play out of him um, in, in the next couple of games, at least to, to end the season. Yeah. Right? You, want, um, you want to see if he can do it consistently. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. a, really, that, that's a good that's, point. And that goes for our entire team, right? Um, yep. And speaking for our entire team, um, do you think we're the best team in the Premier League right now with our current form? Well, we, we've talked about our 11 and, and, and some of the weaknesses. That, you know, let's, let's get a little more positive here because, to be honest, we've been playing the best football, in my opinion, since Fergie. And I do think that we are the best team in the Premier League right now. It, when you look at the, the table since the restart, we have the most points. And if you look at even further back when we signed Bruno Fernandez, we have the most points in the table. And so from that perspective, you know, we are, we are actually technically the best team in the league on form. And then if you look at the eye test and actually watch the team play. Just game to game, right. Game to game. I mean, we we're, we're entertaining football. We're scoring in so many ways. Talk about the versatility. Like, what are we seeing here? You know, we're, we're scoring from yeah. the left. We're scoring from the right. We're scoring from free kicks, penalties. Out the back, right. Out, out the back, uh, you know, from counterattacks. You know, we're breaking down low blocks of defense. And, and you know, we that, – that front three of ours has been lethal. Absolutely lethal. Uh, some, you know, one of, probably one of the best front – trios in the world right now in Martial, Rashford and, and Greenwood. Yeah, and have, Bruno in there as well. Like yep. uh it, it's we have a really, really good uh attacking force right now. You know what I mean? Um creating a lot of chances and and more than anything, I think we've been so marvelously consistent. Um it's quite incredible. I've I haven't I mean since I've seen United I mean post Fergie, right? We haven't been this consistent, man game to game in terms of creating chances um it's it's been flourishing you know yep. um so I, i'm excited man I, I really i really do feel like bruno has given us um give, given each player an element of of um they all feel connected and they, they each trust each other and i think bruno has really given that um and right now the form in the form that we are at, um, I think we can really, uh, we really have a chance next season. We're not title favorites, but I think we can challenge for the title. Do, do you think simply it's been Bruno Fernandez being that key that, that has allowed us to? Yeah, I really do. I, I think, I mean, there's 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 plays um, that that you can see that like I'm thinking of the the, the play against Sheffield. Um, I think it was our last goal. Third goal. Um, yep. that, our third goal. Um, the third of, of Marshall's hat trick, right? Um, in which uh, Pogba was playing out the back. He, he uh, 
he um, gave the a ball to the pass Bruno. Bruno had a very clever flick to Martial. Back, back uh, flick, back heel flick. Yep. Yeah, a back heel flick. It was freaking beautiful. And then uh, Martial took the ball, uh, did a quick give and go with Rash. Uh, and then he just did a chip over the keeper. It was absolutely brilliant. And, and, and it wasn't and, and it wasn't um, just four it wasn't just four players involved there. You know, if you rewatch that that play, uh, it was more than just Pogba, Bruno, Martial, Rashford, Martial. It was it was Juan Basaka creating space by driving forward on on the right side on to the right of Bruno Fernandez. Uh, right. Which which took that that left back, uh, you know, in that direction, and and Bruno right. probably could have played that ball, but because he did the back heel, it completely yeah. shifted the point oh of attack. Gosh. Yes, and then that's and then so also, right. you know, so it's Juan Basaka creating that space, and that's an intelligent movement that we probably wouldn't have seen from a right back. Uh, you know, we probably would have seen our right back cut in previously and 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 clog, you know, the 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 final third. Right. But the fact that he did that, plus Matic dropping back to cover, right? When Bru- as soon as Pogba made that pass to Bruno, you saw Matic drop back and cover, uh, you know, just in case, you know, we we lost the ball and we were going to get hit on the counterattack. And so as soon as we he saw that forward ball by Pogba that started the attacking um, play, you know, Matic had that instinct to to cover back. And I know that's not extremely important in the goal, but just in case things didn't work out and that back heel got intercepted or the one-two play with Martial and Rashford didn't pan out, you know, we had that cover and, and that gives a safety net for Bruno and Pogba to really express themselves. Yeah. I mean, everybody's on the same page, you know, and, and what I was really trying to, what I was really trying to get at was, the, was the fact that, um, I mean, among our, 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 I mean, Pogba included, right. Pogba, Pogba and uh, Bruno have all of a sudden, I mean, it's, they've only played like what, two, three games together. And um, I mean, since the restart, right. And they've played, they've already developed a chemistry. Bruno has been playing with Martial and then obviously Martial and Rash have developed chemistry um, over the years that they play together. But we've, we've just, we just have link up play um, between several of our players. And, and that's really where you see, uh, you know, like these, these plays being born. Um, and even with that, I think what you mentioned with uh, AWB running down the right side, I think our whole team is using space very cleverly, very cleverly. Um, and I think that really comes with Bruno. I remember uh, with a goal against Bournemouth, right? Um, it was a very simple uh, goal that came out of, I mean, it actually came out of nothing. Uh, it was, I think, our uh, maybe our fourth or fifth goal with, with Greenwood. <laughs> a lot of goals um, to remember. Yeah, fourth or fifth, right? Um, Greenwood, I think it was our fourth, actually, because fifth was the, the free kick. The fourth one was Greenwood uh, doing this impossible kick from, from, his, from his right, right foot um, into the far corner. Um, but what started that really, and if you really go back and watch that play, um, is uh, I think Luke Shaw has the ball, and everybody's sort of stagnant. But there's this, there's this open space, kind of like – behind the left back um uh of Bournemouth and 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 Bruno just kind of runs and not even runs he just kind of like like kind of uh you know moves uh very very freely into that direction 
and then and then Luke Shaw just brings it uh, brings it to Bruno, and then and then all of a sudden it shifted their entire defense. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, from from that movement, you have that their whole front uh, or sorry their whole back four, their whole back line shift to the left, and then all of a sudden that right space is very open for Greenwood to somehow just get the ball from <clears throat> who knows what happened in between then, but Greenwood gets the ball. Uh, you know, uh, shimmies to his right and then fires it to the left. You know what I mean? So that's what, that's really what I've been seeing with Bruno Fernandez and with our whole team in general, this, this use of space. I feel like in the past we used to freeze, man. Like we used to like stagnant, be so stagnant. Like, uh, and, and, and even our cam quote unquote, like even, even if, if you even want to call it a cam, like Pereira or Lingard, um, they would be very free uh, in that in that open in that open space, but like they would never, or they would they would they would be in that center role, that central role, but they wouldn't be so clever with their space. You yeah. know what I mean? They wouldn't see space. They wouldn't, uh, you know, like they wouldn't. I, I just feel that Bruno just gives a different element. Um, right. You, you talk about you talk about the attributes that Bruno offers, and and you you've mentioned just now the vision that he offers at previous you know, uh, attacking players we've had just don't, don't have that vision. They don't use the spaces creatively. They don't take risks and chances. They're not brave. You know, Bruno doesn't seem to know what fear is. And, uh, and he's offering leadership in our forward attack that we haven't seen from any player in a very long time. He's, you know, the, the type of leadership I'm referring to is an example, right? Is, having Rashford take that penalty kick against, against Bournemouth to get his shooting boots going. We know Rashford's a great player and, and his playmaking has been great since the restart, but let's be honest, his timing is off. Some, something has been off with his shooting, right? Yeah. He hasn't scored a goal. And Bruno having a perfect record from the penalty spot still gives that duty to Rashford. And Rashford gets it in, and and that's a leadership move, right? That's getting your teammates involved. That's building confidence in your, in your colleagues, and and Bruno Fernandez is doing that. So there's mental attributes. There's obviously the, the football attributes that have been wonderful to see. That free kick, man, my goodness. Yeah, no, and I, I honestly just think his confidence is incredible, right? I mean, I think with, with the fact that he's not nervous about the manchester united title you know what i mean that 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 label um right. and and you fearless from our past signings and it's part of the reason why i think he's our best signing since fergie you know what i mean yep. um agree 100 fact that he's so consistent um and 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 so so confident right impactful um, i would such a such a difficult thing to find uh as a new player um yep. he's come in with tremendous amount of confidence and Maguire, that's something that Maguire has struggled with and continues to struggle with. And I think it's because of, I think he's still afraid of that. Obviously his price tag was insane. The comparisons to Van Dyke and whatnot, but um, Bruno doesn't seem to care about any type of comparisons, any type of, you know, he's not even thinking about that. He's just going and playing ball. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's really cool. It's very entertaining um, from a fan standpoint. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's certainly been impactful and his confidence is, is infectious. It seemingly the impact is there. I mean, he had, I think, what was it, 13, somewhat 13-odd goals for, for Sporting and, and, and then joining Man United, I think he's on seven or eight goals. So he's already passed the 20-goal mark uh, for, for this season. 
And so we're, we're seeing his impact on paper. And then we're seeing, like you said, the confidence, the, the fearlessness. And I agree 100%. Bruno has been our best signing since Fergie. I know we have a small sample size of games, but we need to see more consistency from this point on. So we're staying on the cautious side, but I can't think of another player that has made this level of impact uh, as a signing, especially in the January transfer window. So agreed. Yeah, I'm, hap- I'm happy to have him on the squad. Mm-hmm. Speaking of confidence, how good is Greenwood, man? He's been on fire. And I, I, it's, it's just beautiful to watch, man, especially for like an 18-year-old. Like this guy, I've never seen – uh, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, Alex Clark- Arnold from Liverpool. Uh, that, that's the, a, a recent player that I can think of mine that, that's playing this confident, being this young. Um, Mbappe, maybe. Maybe Mbappe as well. Um, but, but you can tell that – you can immediately tell that Greenwood has that level of talent, you know. Um, and, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I was thinking, I mean – you look at you look at him. He reminds you a lot of of Robin Van Persie. Um, you know the 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 ability with both feet. He's dual footed. Can shoot with the left, the right. The stepovers that he had against yeah. uh, Sheffield, where he was going left, right, left, right, and then he ended up, I think, shooting it with his left foot, but crossing it over to the near post on the right side of of the goal. You know that that right there is so impossible to defend and so impossible for a goalkeeper to to really get a block on that. Um, and so he's, he's a, he's, he, he's going to be a prolific scorer in this league. And because of his dual footedness and because of the power that he could put on the shot, both of his shots against uh, Bournemouth, you know, two days ago, they actually, you know, the goalkeeper actually made contact on both of them with his hand, but the ball went straight through the goalkeeper's hand. And that tells you that this kid has pace on the shot. His technique is perfect and they were defended well, you know, it's not like they, you know, it's not like he beat them on the dribble. They, they were, you know, the cover was there. Uh, the defender stayed in front of him, but all he needed was that little bit of space to, to get a shot off. Yeah. No, that, that, I mean, that's exactly it. Right. I mean, the very fact that he'll, um, if, if you watch him play right when he, right when he gets the ball at that, at that, at that wing position, when when he's in the box, he immediately has this this his body language. He's just so comfortable uh, facing up the defender, right? The defender can honestly some a lot of times that 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 wing back is playing pretty pretty solid defense, man. And 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 Greenwood still finds that that bit of room uh, to do that little bit little bit of quick release uh, a quick release type of shot, right? Uh, if you really just want to compare to basketball, like literally just pulling up from three like just just like that you know it, it's it's dope and and also with with his ability to shoot with both feet right you mentioned that um and to go uh far post and near post i honestly think he is one of our he, i think he's probably the best scorer natural like finisher natural talent best finisher on our team i would argue i mean the, um, him and I mean, martial Marcial, obviously um and and rash rash can 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 bomb it but the fact that Greenwood's 18, man, and, and he can yeah. immediately be that. And, and he looks and, so and, comfortable. And so he looks like, you know, he belongs. Like, not just belongs in the starting 11, but one of our better players in the starting 11. Yeah. And he's yeah. 18. That, that, that to and, me, is incredible. 
And the versatility is, is amazing as well, right? I mean, we're, we're mentioning scoring, but um, there, there was that play against, I think it was Brighton, um, in which uh, Matic did a very good job of, of just getting the ball, kicking it overhead uh, to the to right, all the way to Greenwood, right? Greenwood just paces down, right? And, and like, we're talking about scoring. This guy can just run down. Two touches. Quick. Quick little, quick little chip to Bruno. Yep. Uh, perfect chip, right? And then obviously Bruno had Smashed a class, it a class finish, right? Probably one um, of our better. That, that's a classic United goal, classic yeah. counter strike. It was actually voted yeah. goal of the month, and you know I think rightfully so. That was probably one of the, the one of the sickest goals I've seen from United in a long time. Just the fact that he can, he can play at that at that yep. winger position. You know, uh, I think on the left side too, that. both sides, right? And yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what he can do. He's. It was also reported that Gareth Southgate is interested in in bringing him into the the uh, European Championship squad, and that's going to be, um, you know, that that that's going to be, you know, very fun to see. I mean, what do you think yeah. about that? No, I think that's I think that that's that's awesome. Um, I, I I'm not sure if he would. Uh, I think he would probably have a a spot on the bench. Um, but that but that's still fine. You know what I mean? Um, the very fact that he's being brought up in that discussion, I think, is is amazing. Um, because right now, from 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 a winger and 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 striker standpoint, um, England is just very strong. You know, um, the team is very very strong already. But the fact that Greenwood's even in that discussion is is pretty awesome you know but the, just the versatility that he brings to our team you know i mean we we brought him on from our from um our youth team um thinking that he would provide obviously scoring but from like a striker's position right um but the fact that he can play anywhere in that front three um is just really nice and already already you know more goals than what was it Di maria falco and and Alexis Sanchez combined or something like that. Uh, I mean, you know, it's great to have players coming through the academy like that. And, you know, that that's that's how Manchester United has built dynasties in the past, right? You look at the class of 92. And so it's wonderful to see uh, the youth movement here in Manchester United working. Um, the, the future is, you know, very promising. Um, but there are some weaknesses potentially in the squad, especially in my opinion, with depth. Um, you know, do you agree? Do you see positions on the team, you know, moving forward, especially into the next year to to challenge for a title? For me, I see multiple positions that concern me with depth. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I honestly think that um, from, from a cam standpoint, yep. any type of, any type of backup for Bruno um, I mean, it's nerve-wracking. Bruno's playing, like, these FA Cup matches, like, all these matches. Um, I don't think he's being substituted off. I think he might have been substituting the Brighton game. But for the most part, dude, this guy is – he has a lot of, like, wear and tear on him. He will continue to get mileage on him if we don't find um, – you know, I mean, we, we can probably put Pereira in there. But, like, dude, it's not a substitute. You know what I mean? You can't substitute Bruno. Well, I think the only way that we can do that uh, – or maybe, maybe Juan Mata, maybe, but who knows if he might leave. Um, go ahead. Well, we see we see the drop in in quality when when we bring on you know in the Norwich game when we bring on Lingard and Pereira or Mata, you know they're not they're not the level of Bruno, of course. And you know we need that that depth 
to to be able to challenge, in my opinion. I mean, you see Liverpool having that continuity with their starting eleven, um, but even they have players off the bench that have made big impacts with, you know, Origi, Shakiri, and so we need players like that that can come in and 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 you know help us win um, when when our when our starters have to recover or when they pick up small small injuries here and there. Um, so I agree. I think that playmaking position is one that we certainly need an upgrade. Yeah, and even that game against Norwich, man, um, like Bruno started that game, um, which it's kind of ridiculous that he has to start that game for us to really create anything. And we mentioned how important he's been to our team, but it's to the point where, like, can we create chances without him being there? Um, and, and that is a concern um, for, for the sustainability of our team and sustainability of, of freaking Bruno Fernandez, man. Um, so that I think we can use some depth in the camp position. Yeah, I mean, and and um, one more one one more thing on that is, you you know you look at Manchester City and the depth that they have, the fact that last year they lost arguably the best player in the Premier League in Kevin De Bruyne, and they still won the title. Yeah, that right. Was you don't. You, that is not. That is not happening. I, as much as I hate to say good things about Manchester City, but that that that's not happening if we lose Bruno Fernandes. No, and so all this argument about, oh, we don't need Jaden Sancho, we don't need Jack Grealish, or how are they going to fit into the starting 11? We need the depth. Manchester United's always had forward, great forward attacking options. Ollie has said it multiple times that no one's position is that no one's starting job is safe. Everyone's going to have to fight hard to, to be able to play on a regular basis. And that's a good thing. We, the competition is good, and as long as we have, we're we're putting the right players together and we're bringing the right players with the right mentality in, then, and I I do think you know Jaden Sancho and, and Jack Grealish have the right mentalities. I think we'll be in a really good place. What do you think of those two guys? I think we've been linked to them the most in right. the rumor mill. Right. No. I mean, I think. I think they're both, I mean, they're both young and, and very, very talented. Um, I think Jaden Sancho and, and both, both Jaden Sancho and Jack Grealish, but I, I immediately think of, of Jaden Sancho because he would be the more expensive of the two. Right. But I, I do think that he would be worth it. Right. He would, he would fit in very well with, um, with who we have already. Um, but what about, what about Greenwood? I think the fact that uh, everybody's like, Oh, like who's going to start. And they place a lot of emphasis on that. I don't really find that to be super important. I really don't because every game is different, man. You know, the Premier League is very long. We have Tuesday, Tuesday matches, Saturday matches, you know, like mid these, these midweek matches, like it's a lot um, on, on uh, if, if we only have, uh, you know, three, four players that we count on every week. Um, depth always brings strength to, to a team. And I think it will elevate our team. And, and even if Greenwood doesn't start, that's okay. It really is because I know that he will maybe start a decent amount of the games. You know, he doesn't need to start every game, and that's a good thing that he doesn't need to start every game. That 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 speaks uh, to the quality of our team. We we can really become uh, that. That's how we become title favorites. The versatility of we we brought it up many times now, but one more time, the versatility of Greenwood, Sancho, Rashford and J- Daniel James being able to play on either left and right side. I mean, obviously they have their preferred positions, 
but then being able to play on either side just gives right. you so many different options. You know, if we're playing against a, a, a very possession heavy team, um, it might make sense to play Daniel James in one of the wing positions to, to be able to, you know, to counter, counter to counter uh, and have that deadly pace. It might make sense. So just having all those options, it, it's, it's never a bad thing. I like what you said that, you know, having more depth and more quality, you know, adds to the, the score. It's, it's always an addition rather than a subtraction. It isn't the right question to be asking, you know, why, why get Sancho when you have Greenwood? Um, I don't think it's going to hurt Greenwood. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, cause even, even Ole, right. Um, on that 1990, on, on that, on those 90s teams, but also that 1999 team, he was a substitute a lot of times and yep. we still he was still such a strong player for us you know what i mean he was a legend a man united legend and and that really speaks to the fact that like again what you're saying it's not the right question to ask um like who's gonna start right yep i understand why that question is being asked you you want greenwood to continue to develop and to do that he needs the playing time but bringing in a talent like sancho should elevate the game of all of our wing players out of out for everybody, right? Even our defenders, because they, they are going to train with each other. They're going to see each other every single day and they're going to challenge each other. And that competition is healthy. And so I do think it's great for the development of even our young players to bring in more talent and more quality. And I'm excited to see what we do in this window. You know, we, we have the money, uh, unlike other teams to, to make the right investments. I hope we do because now is the time to, to really make a push. I, I hope yeah. that we don't get complacent with right. the, the wins that we're racking up and decide, you know, we don't need to invest. Let's run with this team moving into next year. I think that's something certainly that Woodward would, would do. It's something that Woodward yeah. would do. That's but, what worries me, right. But hopefully that doesn't happen and we bring in the right players to add to the depth of the team and really allow us to take that that step forward because i mean the competition next year in the premier league is going to be insane yeah it's going to be it's going to be ridiculous i mean uh and it's not just city and liverpool yeah i mean you have you have chelsea coming in right with with uh with their signings that they've made um you you don't know what form tottenham is going to be in but um obviously they have very very strong players um and you can never really count out Jose Mourinho competing for for top four could could be challenging yeah it really could um so um it's gonna be a very interesting year honestly and 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 we'll see if we do sign Jaden Sancho that would would that propel us to uh challenging for a title if we bring in Sancho and Grealish I think if we can bring in Sancho and we can maybe get um, a free transfer in, in, in like Mandzukic, right? Just those two simple moves, I think, can really – I think we could be in that discussion uh, for <laughs> title favorites. But I do think that – I do think that the difference between winning a title and challenging for top four may not be as much of a difference as it is now. Um, I think – it's going to be that competitive, that tight. We, we just mentioned five teams, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Tottenham, and United. All of them, very, they, they all can challenge. And, and, and obviously, we have Arsenal and, and, and Wolves as well there. Um, and Leicester, who knows how they're going to be next year. Um, so yep. it's going to be very competitive in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I do agree, though. I think bringing in Sancho, maybe another striking option if we lose Igalo, um, would be... Would, 
wouldn't wouldn't hurt, especially if it's a free transfer and Menzukic who just terminated his contract with his Qatari team. Having another playmaker to add depth there, and then in an ideal situation, bringing in a dominant center back or or someone who can who can develop into that uh, as the season goes and pair up with Maguire. Ollie uh, hinting at you know us needing a a left footed center back uh, with with Ake from Bournemouth was was fun to see but yeah that was, that that, was that, funny. that tells you that maybe we are searching for for that um as we mentioned earlier that that center back pairing is is yet to be a confident you know component of our of our starting 11 right i think that's an area of of growth for us agreed yeah moving forward you know what are you looking forward to seeing i think the next game we have is aston villa what would you like to see in that in that match you know, I would just like to see the the, the creativity, um, you know, still there. I, I, I hope that we're, we're still consistent um, and, and we continue to push. Um, and, and we don't – I know that we had that – I mean, the game against Norwich, we had – we had um, we didn't have our starting 11 there, the same starting 11. But there's times in which we can be a little bit less creative, a little bit, you know, just – you can see the wear and tear from, from playing – we've been playing a lot of – of games these these games are um at least two games a week right it's a difficult stretch that we're in I and mean, i know we're playing uh a lot of bottom table teams but um it's still a difficult stretch because you have to break these guys down uh so i'm just hoping that we can sustain that and we're, we're not uh yeah you know, we're not limp or tired villa's not an easy team to break down liverpool only scored against them in the 70th minute they're they're not an easy team to break down i want to see us get on the front foot early like we have in these other games. Um, I want to see a more confident back line and another clean sheet for, for the, the defense and, and, and for, for David, David De Gea. Um, I think those are the yeah. two keys. And then, and then like we mentioned before, Jack Grealish, um, hopefully he doesn't have a great game um, against mm-hmm. us, but uh, it'll be interesting to see some of his qualities up close. Uh, hopefully we are able to slow him down but I am looking forward to, to playing against him with him being a, a rumored prospect for the club. And I think, I think those are the, those are the things I'm looking forward to. Um, and, and hopefully another three points. Hell yeah. All right. And with that being said, uh, we're going to, we're going to conclude there. Thanks to everybody for tuning in and y'all have a good one. We'll see you guys next week. Go Reds. Come on, you Reds.